Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. Uh, first of all, I want to say happy Thanksgiving to all you guys out there. I hope you guys had a great weekend, a uh, good time to spend with family and friends. Um, and also, I uh, want to ask your special support for the NHCV National Coalition for Homeless Veterans. Uh, in this time of giving, we think about the 38,000 homeless veterans that we have out there. Um, we know that folks are struggling with PTSD and with uh, addiction problems and you know so many services out there that help provide and take care of our heroes that have come back from you know serving different various wars and are still struggling out there on the streets. Um, so we ask that you please just think about them in this special time of need. We have a link uh, where we support our team, the National Coalition for Homeless Veterans. They've been, uh, they've been combating the war front here uh, at home uh, on this homeless veteran issue for uh, well over 28 years now. Uh, they're founded in 1990 uh, by six veterans, and they have been doing a phenomenal job. Uh, and we, ADPI, we have teamed up with them, and we hope that you uh, choose them for support. Again, that link is in the show notes page um, if you'd like to donate. And if not, please keep them in your prayers in this season of giving. Um, and yeah, all right, all right. So outside of that, um, let's get ready to kick off this podcast. Dan Krupa, he is the CEO of Revely Homes. He's a flipper, and um, which is actually something we don't really have too much here on our show. We normally teach buy and hold, so we had a special opportunity here to... Uh, Pick the brain of someone who's been very successful in the business, and uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. Hey, hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. I am so excited today. I've got Dan Krupa here on with me. What's going on, Dan? Hey, Mike. How you been, man? Doing good. Been great. Been great. Really appreciate your uh, your time here on the podcast. Thanks so much for coming in. Guys, I'm telling you, this dude is amazing, right? He's a former Army Infantry officer, did a little spec ops, uh, and then, you know, and he's now the CEO of Reveille Homes. He's a husband. He's got two beautiful children, and he is here to share his story with us on how he has been real estate investing. So please, man, can you introduce, uh, int- I'm sorry, introduce yourself, a little, a little tongue-tied here, right? <laughs> introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about your military background. Sure, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm Dan Krupa, uh, owner of Reverie Homes here in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, I joined the Army in 2004 and commissioned as uh, an infantry officer. In uh, 2005, I was stationed at my first duty station, Joint Base Lewis McCord now. So for those of you who aren't familiar, that's just south of Seattle, Tacoma, Washington. Um, so I was there from 2005 to 2010. I did my um, time there as like a platoon leader, company commander, um, and then went did two tours in Iraq during that time. So after that, I left. I joined the Old Guard, which uh, that's the unit at Arlington National Cemetery. I loved my time there. It was phenomenal. I met some great people. 
And then uh, after that transition, went over to uh, special operations for just a little bit of time. Uh, and then uh, I kind of ended my time in the in, uh, Army uh, with, a, with a unit called the Asymmetric Warfare Group. That was uh, phenomenal. Really enjoyed doing that. Awesome. Awesome, man. Really appreciate it and appreciate your service. I know Veterans Weekend was just this past weekend, man. So thank you for what you did and your sacrifice. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in real estate investing? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up, I didn't know anything about real estate investing. Uh, so when I was in ROTC, I had a mentor and he told me, he's like, hey, if you are smart and you buy a house at every duty station over your 20 years and you retire, you'll be set. So I was like, all right, maybe there's something to this. So you know, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. You know, I knew just enough to be dangerous. So when I got to my first duty station, I bought a house, right? So I did that. And it, yeah, 2005. And then after I came back from my first deployment, I took that money and I bought a second house. It was a short sale. And it was a fixer upper. You know, so I fixed that all up. And then I went back off to Iraq and, and then honestly didn't buy another, didn't purchase another house until 2013. Uh, and that was when I came out here, yeah, yeah, to Kansas City. So, so bought that house, and so kind of the way, uh, so our business, Revelry Homes, we're, we're primarily a company that just renovates houses, right? We flip houses. So the way that came to be, uh, 2015-ish, right? I was traveling. I'm on an airplane a lot. I'm having the Sears back pain, and I go in and I see a military doctor, and they tell me, "Hey, your back is is really messed up. You you can't do this." any longer. So it's like, Oh man. Okay. So we got to figure something else out here. <laughs> yeah. So the first house, yeah, exactly. So the first house that I had bought all the way back in 2005, um, it was kind of in disrepair. My wife and my, I just had one son at the time. We flew out there and we spent 10 days, night and day. We fixed this house up and put it on the market, sold it. We made, we made $20,000. And I was like, wow. Maybe there is something to this. Yeah, maybe there's something to this whole game of fixing up houses and whatnot. So I kind of took the next um, year of my life, kind of going through the the medical out processing, mm-hmm. and I and I just devoted myself any free time I had, night and day. I just devoted myself to learning everything I could about real estate. And so when uh, you know I transitioned out of the military, moved out here to Kansas City, we just started we just started flipping houses full time. Wow, man. That's incredible, dude. Wow. So, I mean, I'd love to kind of take it back a little bit, you know, to that military transition point, right? So you said that you, you got um, separated medically, right? So you had, you know, stuff going on in your back and you to spend like every extra amount of time that you could in investing in real estate. Can you walk us through some of the stuff that you did? Like, was it books or podcasts or uh, was it an education program at all? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so everything. If you if you can name it, uh, I pretty much did it, right? I must have read during that time. Yeah, probably about seven or eight books. I listened to podcasts. I read forums. Um, you know, I started trying to find and network with other people who were flipping and just asking them questions and just trying to understand the very basics of, you know, okay, not only just the numbers, but what, what do you need to do? What does the process look like to flip a house from start to finish? Right. Exactly. Okay, cool. But so you saw flipping as your best opportunity, right? I guess that was because of the, the sale and, and you decided to go that route. 
Um, so that's, that's interesting. You know, that, and that's honestly, that's not something that we've had much of, you know, with through ADPI, most of the time we focus on buy and hold, but we don't have, um, many folks in the community that are, you know, flippers. So it's, it's very unique to have that experience. Um, and we appreciate, we appreciate your, um, your, your, uh, contributing to this. So can I ask, um, so as you moved into that transition point, what were some of your biggest challenges in that like transition? Was it just the mindset of now having to find something new or, or were you pretty motivated the whole way through, you know, with the real estate investing? Yeah, sure. Uh, no, great question. So I think there's a lot of things that are difficult when we transition out of the military and we start to run our own business. Um, so of course that's just a component of it, right? Uh, is now being your own business owner and all the administrative things that go with that. Uh, but then, yeah, also, uh, you know, like you said, I had never done this full time. I was kind of comfortable buying a house with, you know, a 30 year mortgage, uh, you know, some light repairs, putting tenants in it, managing it like that was fine. But, you know, just coming in and not coming from a construction background myself. So having to try to figure all of that out on top of wow. that, you know, there was just, yeah, there was a lot to work through and to learn. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I, I definitely bet. I know that, you know, some of those rehab things gets a little bit, you know, complicated to me too. So it's almost like one of those things where you have to make sure that your team is very crucial, very critical. I'm sorry, you know, to, um, an understanding of what's yes. going on, because if you don't understand it, you want to make sure you trust someone that does. Um, so that is awesome, man. Good stuff. So can you walk us through then your first, I guess, flip, right? I mean, so you, you had that house that you bought in 2005 and you sold, you made money. But then when you were committed to going and flipping homes, what was that first deal like? Yeah. So I was out with a walk with my wife and our son. And uh, actually, we had just had our second son. And we see this house. It's just a couple blocks over. And it's got, you know, all the, the letters on it, like A, condemn, whatnot. So we walk around uh, just to take a look at it. And the entire backside of the foundation, well, 32 of the 37 feet had completely collapsed of this. What? And the house was starting to sink in. Yes. And it was crazy. Oh. And I was like, yes. So I had just uh, got my real estate license uh, as an agent and but I don't, I'm, I don't use my, my license. I only use it for our business. I, yeah, I've done a couple transactions for other investors, but that's not what I do. It's not how we make our money. Uh, so I looked at this house. I was like, I have no clue what I'm doing. Let's buy this house. And so that's, that's what we did. And so, I mean, it was, it, it, we were way, way in over our head uh, right. to start with. Wow. But, but you mean you did it though? I mean, you, you went in and you got it or is it just... Yeah, we did it. We made a bunch of money. We learned a ton. I mean, it was, it was a painful process though. It took a really long time. Um, like I said, I had to figure out all the codes, the structural issues, you know, engineers, all that. But again, it's just a process. And so um, I think the biggest thing for people to remember is just don't be intimidated. You know, it seems so scary and daunting. At the time, and now I would look at it and I would laugh and say, "Yeah, we get this thing knocked out a couple months right. tops." You know, I would know exactly who to call, what to do. You know, it's nothing, but you know, it's like anything. When you're starting out and you don't know, yes, it's always more difficult, but you just got to get started. Got to get started. Okay, that's fair. You know, school hard knocks can definitely be uh, definitely be good. Okay, so I want to ask then, what is a realistic timeline? I guess right or 
maybe it varies. I don't know. Maybe this is a hard question to answer, but what's a realistic timeline if you've got a house that, you know, needs a major upgrade, you know, kitchen, bathroom, you know, flooring, roof, all that stuff, right? Is there like a rule of thumb at all to that? Yeah. So if it's under 1500 square feet, typically four weeks is about what it should take to do everything that you said, right? Roof, have act, the paint, interior, exterior, everything you could think about, cabinets, countertops, just basically redo the entire house. It'll take about four weeks from start to finish. Yeah. If you schedule everyone correctly, okay. that's about what it should take. Got it. Okay. And I mean, so I'm actually really glad you said that too, because I think that scheduling issue is probably where people have their most hiccups, right? You know, and trying to get contractors yes. to keep to a timeline and and whatnot. Um, and you guys have your own contractors that you work with that are outside of your company, or do you use your own organic contractors? So when we started, we had our own crew. Um, and honestly, it just became... It was more difficult in that way. So now we have general contractors that we use. We have a couple that we really like, uh, and, and we've done enough houses with them. You know, we give them a good scope of work. And at this point, you know, I only have to check on a house you know, two, three times a week. That's it. You know, they just they get it done. They do it right. If there's an issue, if something comes up, you know, they can call us. But I will tell. Um, this is a thing I see for most investors is they don't check enough and they have way too much trust in their contact and their contractors. And so especially if you're starting out and you don't have a relationship and, and it's somebody, you know, that you're, you're new to an area and you're trying to fix something up, you need to be there and you need to make sure that, um, you know, there's a system worked out for, Hey, if something comes up, how do we fix that? Right. And then what's the cost going to be, or, you know, this change to be made. Um, so yeah, it's, that that's a tough that's a tough thing to to for anybody to to work through that process. Right, I believe that. You mentioned something that I kind of want to dig into a little bit too. So you mentioned the scope of work. Can you can you walk us through what that is and what that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't I don't see this enough. I don't understand how people even on a minor rehab can do this. Right. So scope of work is you can make it whatever you want it to be, but it, you know, just summed up is. The easiest way is you just type out on a Word document, hey, these are the paint colors on the interior and, you know, in the kitchen. We want to remove all the old cabinets and install new cabinets and put this kind of countertop on. You're identifying what is exactly being done and who's going to do it. And then a, a decent scope of work too will have, you know, like a Gantt chart or some kind of timeline on there. So that the different contractors understand, okay, when the electrician is going to be there, when the plumber is going to be there, when the roofer will be there. Because, uh, you know, a lot of times they have to work in either conjunction with each other or kind of around each other. So, uh, Okay. Got it. And does it also list the price of the work on the scope of work as well? Or is that something that's separate, maybe through a contract or whatnot? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Most contractors will give you their own uh, right, and a good contractor will give you an itemized list of what every single thing is going to cost. And so, I would caution I would caution people if you get a contractor and they just send you that an estimate, it just says, "Hey, it's going to be you know ten thousand dollars," and it doesn't line out exactly what each thing's cost. I would not be doing business with that contractor. But that's just me personally. I, you know, we like a very detailed itemized list. 
Uh, so we know, you know, hey, if we remove this or change this or, you know, 15 of these 100 things were done this week, we know exactly what needs to be paid to that contractor. Wow. That is awesome. Okay. Um, so definitely good advice, guys. Make sure that you get a scope of work if you're working with a contractor. And and this is something that can be done, correct me if I'm wrong, right, with any repairs, even if it's something minor or even something major, right? It doesn't have to necessarily be a flip, maybe just a rehab or some sort. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you're just bringing in someone to do, like you said, some minor things, even if it's change out some faucets in a sink and maybe do a little painting and, you know, replace carpet in one room, I would still line that out because that's your agreement between the both of you. And then, you know, it's going to take away any ambiguity there. So they know exactly what they're doing and what, what kind of product they're going to install. That's awesome. Okay. Valuable information, guys. Make sure you're taking notes. This is great. This has been really good. Um, awesome, man. So, so where are you now with you know your investment career? I mean, how, how many how did you guys flip? <laughs> <laughs> so we did we did five our first year. We've done fifteen this year. Wow. Uh, to date, yeah. So it's it's going well. Um, on the agent side of the house, you know, we're, I've decided to to move into getting my brokerage license, and then I. Uh, Yep. And then we've also, um, I started a wholesaling company, uh, with another guy that we're working on right now. Wow, man. All right. So things are picking up. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's really good stuff. You know, you mentioned too, that you, you, you got your realtor's license, um, not so you can become a realtor, right. But so you can, you know, maintain some of the capital that was still on the table at closing. All right, so maybe can maybe you can talk to some of the pros and cons of doing that versus going out and and becoming a realtor. Yeah, absolutely. And I would tell anyone you you don't need to be a realtor to be an investor. You don't. Um, yeah, and so the reason I got it is partially it's a control thing. I want to know you know what was being said, uh, you know when the when the contract was going back and forth. And then also there's a lot of cash to be left on the table if you don't have your license. So for us, if, you know, we knew looking down the road, Hey, this is something that we should really get. This is a big piece of, you know, flipping if we're going to do that many transactions. Right. Um, but again, I'll tell you this, a good realtor that's been around for a long time, 15, 20 years and really knows the market in those neighborhoods and whatnot, especially when you're moving around the country is invaluable. And you just cannot, even if you move to a state and get your license, it takes time and experience to just understand all the different neighborhoods and the values and the rent prices. Uh, and so in that case, using a realtor, uh, it, it's definitely, it's going to be beneficial to you. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely agree. And and you hit it on something too. That's very, very, um, that's a very good point. You know, you do not have to be a realtor guys. You really don't, you know, and I think that's one of the, the common misconceptions in real estate is that in order to get into it, you have to have your license and you really don't, <clears throat> you know, I mean, having a license, there are many facets of real estate that will allow you to get licensed and to be able to do certain things, but investing in real estate is not one of them. You can, you can buy and sell properties you know, without even going to the bank, which is another big thing too. So that's interesting. Um, that is awesome. So, so your business is, you know, hitting, you know, is very successful, right? I mean, it sounds to me like you are on a very, very positive trend. 
Um, but what other passions has real estate investing kind of opened up in your life? Um, well, so, you know, we started this and I never had this huge desire to, to flip, but it was to get freedom, right? And so our flipping gives us income, which has allowed us to purchase four rentals just this year. Right. Um, and so I would say the biggest thing uh, that it has given me is time with my family, which is, you know, was my number one goal all along. And then the freedom to dictate, you know, what we earn, what we do, if we want to travel, where we travel, when we travel, you know, all those things that I didn't have, or, or I wouldn't say didn't have, but, you know, it's difficult when you're in the military to be able to set your own schedule and right. kind of do that stuff yourself. Okay. Awesome. And so you mentioned that flipping isn't something that you want to continue for the long, long term. Is it, is there something that you want to move into maybe buy and hold or, or do you want to just, you know, run and open businesses or what's, what's the long term plan? Uh, you know, I mean, right now we're, we're loving what we do. Um, I really do enjoy taking, you know, a distressed house and making it, you know, one of the nicest house on the street and having neighbors come over and thank us, you know, for raising their property value and yeah. bringing in a nice family, you know, so I do, I do love it right now. Kind of looking at it or three to, to five year goal. It's, it's, uh, to yes, grow this kind of, I wouldn't, I don't know about exponentially, but, but definitely grow our flipping business, but then also kind of branch off and create more streams of income, uh, through some of the other things you want to talk about, like a brokerage or wholesaling company. And then yes, you know, we'd love to get into some bigger buy and hold investments, some small apartment units, you know, pay off some of the single family houses we hold because really that's why we all do this, right? Is to get that, uh, to get that cash flow, to give you the freedom to do what you want with your life. That is it. That's exactly, man. That is amazing. Dan, this is awesome, man. Thank you so much. Um, I gotta say, like, I mean, just having that flipper, um, side of the piece you know there are so many different pieces of real estate investing right and you can slice this pie however you want but you know flipping is definitely one of those that i think like everyone kind of wants to do and you know some people can either get burned by it or or they you know they can really be successful you know like yourself so um so i think that's very valuable and we appreciate your your time um i got three questions that i want to ask you this is going to be our little bonus around if you're ready for it Okay, let's do it. All right, awesome. So, what is your favorite book? Favorite book? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two. I have to. All right, that's cool. So, kind of the book that started it all for me was I had read Rich Dad Poor Dad, um, but back in yeah, it was like 2015, 2016. I read Cashflow Quadrant, and that completely shifted my mindset from that. Okay employee, self-employed, business owner, investor. And, and so when you look at it that way, you know, and, and you kind of understand what the rich do and how they make money with not even working and in their sleep. Yeah. That's what kind of transformed kind of had that like, you know, transformational like mindset shift for me. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I need to stop just working every day and start, you know, acquiring properties that will produce income for us. Right. Man, that is so crazy how that one book, right? Or I mean that one series, right? The Rich Dad Poor Dad series has influenced and shaped like hundreds of thousands of minds. Not even at this at this point, it's it's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every single person that I talk to is just, you know, Rich Dad Poor Dad was the one that kind of got them started. So Yes. Yes. Uh and then the other one um 
that was pivotal was the one thing uh, by Gary Keller. And, Another good one. Yeah, Jay Papasan. And when I read that, I just, wow. You know, because there is, there's so many distractors. Um, and so whatever you are, whatever stage you're at uh, in your life, and whether it's your job or, you know, whether you're investing or whatever you're doing, I mean, I think a, a lot of us, we really missed the boat on that. I know I was. And kind of what really... Uh, shifted the course of our business kind of after I read that and started implementing those things and just really focusing on what I'm good at and what, you know, the whole 80, 20, you know, what produces the most amount of income with the least amount of effort and then focusing on that every single day. Right. Absolutely, man. You're 110% correct. Uh, great book, man. That's oh, both of them are great books, but the one thing is definitely one that I actually just recently read and, and it, it kind of hits home too, because I'm in that transition point myself now. And now it's, you know, I got to focus. Am I, you know, going to be in all these different places or am I just going to focus everything hit hard with real estate? That's, I think that's where my heart is too. So hopefully I'll be following your footsteps, Dan. <laughs> be following them soon. Okay. So my next question, who is your biggest hero and why? Oh, um, I don't, I don't know if I would say I have a hero per se. There's so many people I admire. Um, to me, people that selflessly sacrifice, right? Uh, military members, first responders, but even parents who will do anything that they have to to feed their kids and keep them safe and keep them, keep them healthy. I just think that there's so many people out there striving, working so hard. Uh, you know, we don't give enough people in our society credit for that. So I, I would say... If I had to classify a huge group of people, that's who I would say. Those people who are just giving of themselves, uh, you know, to better our community, to better our country, to better our children, you know, and build up that next generation. Amen. Amen. That's awesome, man. Good stuff. Um, Okay. So last question. If you had three nuggets, right, to offer folks who are just getting started, um, you know, in whatever facet of real estate, right, what, what would be your your uh, nuggets of wisdom first and foremost get educated just you know everything you can do to learn talk to other investors listen to podcasts you know watch webinars read books take courses and i'm not saying you know spend fifty thousand dollars on a course but there are you know there's free courses there's uh, low-cost courses because you have to learn this because uh, you know this is not taught to us but it's not a hard game it's not complex the principles are very basic but you know you have to learn them so yeah get educated and if you can find someone who's doing whatever niche it is you're in right rentals Airbnb flipping wholesaling whatever and try to learn from that person because you'll save yourself a lot of time and heartache and pain uh, you know by finding someone who's two or three years ahead of you doing doing what you want to be doing there you go that is it and and i i definitely want to stress that get educated portion of it too man because you're absolutely right and i think that that's another mistake that people don't really make or that people make all the time and don't really realize you know it's how much education did you really have before you got started you know um and school of hard knocks will always be the best educator there for you you know i mean it's like you said before earlier you got to take action at some point um, but you know, when you don't have that education on something you messed up on and, you know, now it's like, all right, well, you hit that turning point. Do I quit or do I continue? You know what I mean? That's that education part is key. So, yeah. Yeah. And it gives you that confidence when you make that mistake, 
you exactly. know, to know like, okay, yeah, I can recover from this. You know, I can fix this. So, All right. Exactly. Yeah. And having someone to reach out to, right. Who's been doing it is key. And, uh, and on that note, Dan, how can folks, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, sure. So, uh, you can go to our website, uh, which is Reverie Homes, R-E-V-E-I-L-L-E.com, reveriehomes.com, or you can email me, Dan at reveriehomes.com. Awesome. All right, guys, you definitely want to go and pick Dan's brain. Uh, he's an amazing guy, wealth of knowledge. And, um, and again, in an area that we don't even, you know, cover as much, you know, in the, uh, in the real estate game, which is flipping, man, I'm telling you, this is, this is valuable knowledge to have. And uh, Dan, we may have you on the podcast again, you know, uh, just to kind of like cover up some questions because I'm sure we're going to get tons of them, you know. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me, Mike. I mean, it's awesome what you guys are doing and uh, it's really been a pleasure. So thanks so much. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much for for sharing your wisdom, man. And is there anything else that you want to say to your guests before, uh, before we roll out? No, uh, just, you know, just... Be committed. I guess yeah, yeah, there is. Be committed. Don't be scared. You know, take some action. All right. Hoo-yah. Take care, man. You too. Well, all right, all right. That was awesome wisdom given. Thank you so much, Dan, for uh, for your help and shedding light on an area that we don't necessarily cover that much here in the ADPI realm. Uh, so if you are interested in learning more about flipping, please make sure that you reach out to him. And also, feel free to post some questions out on our Facebook page, right? I'm sure we've got some folks there that are also interested in learning. Um, And Dan will connect with you guys there as well. Also, uh, we can reach out to him and ask him more of those questions to get you the answers that you need. All right, if you guys are ready to um, get started in real estate investing and you need some help, please reach out to us, www.activitypassiveincome.com. You can check out our course and check out our mentorship, Start the Spark program. Um, And yeah, and please reach out to us on our Instagram. Check out our YouTube page. We want to connect with you. So uh, let us know what it is that you guys are struggling with out there and we will help you out. All right. Thanks so much for your time. Catch you guys later.